this is the podcast for your punk ass. Even the motion detection couldn't make the connection. Nah. From the commotion when they tried to overthrow the election. I birthed verses, then I post about the part of depression. Reverse curses, I'm your host, the seances and sessions. Come on. Cause a loss ain't a loss if a loss is a lesson. Every lesson from that loss is a weapon. Right. And when that loss is only used just to force a confession, I guess the lesson gets lost within the witness protection. Uh, for those of you that don't know, my book came out, Radioactive, a memoir of advocacy and action on the air and in the streets. The Black Eagle, Joe Madison with Dave Canton. The book is out. You can buy it on Amazon. In fact, if you listen to this podcast, uh, we'll be live. We'll be on uh, Sway in the Morning on Thursday, April 28th, 2 to 3.30. Check us out. We have an hour and a half discussion about the book, Radioactive, a memoir of advocacy and action on the air and in the streets. So basically, it's about a story of Joe Madison and his his civil rights activism as a radio host. That's why it's called Radioactive. Voter registration campaigns, hunger strikes. He was just on a hunger strike last year to get the John Lewis Voting Rights Bill. The bill never passed. However, he had a big impact. Young students went on a hunger strike for a couple of days. We saw that more people started following Madison and what he's been doing the last 40 years in radio. Uh, took a trip to Cuba, went down there. He also uh, helped uh, South Sudan become an independent nation back in the in the, in, uh, the 90s uh-huh. as they fought uh, genocide in Darfur. So these are the type of things that readers should expect when they crack open the book. So right, you read right. the book, is all types of stories yeah. about Joe Madison, his activism. He's on Channel 126, Sirius XM. Yeah. So go ahead and pick up, pick up a copy of the book called Radioactive. You can go on Amazon, of course. You get the Kindle model. You get a paperback. You get a hardback. It's out there. Hope you go and get it. Well, speaking of books, I know you've been watching this uh, HBO series, Winning Time, about the dynasty of the Lakers starting in 79. It's actually based on the book called Showtime, right? I think you Great know. show. Yeah. Well, let, me, let, me, let me give you some background. It's by Dr. Jerry Buss. Uh-huh. You don't realize... Why they call him doctor? He had a PhD in chemistry at 24 from USC. Wow. PhD in chemistry at 24. That's that's outstanding. Yeah. yeah. Nevertheless, he purchased the Lakers in 1979 from Jack Kent Cook for 67.5 million dollars. Okay. Now the team is worth 5.5 billion. Okay, so again, when people get uptight about what LeBron is making and what AD is making, when they sell the ball club, LeBron doesn't get a dime. He <laughs> gets nothing. When they sell the team, he doesn't get one penny nothing. from that. Yeah. So that's what people don't understand. So again, this franchise worth $5.5 billion. But nevertheless, back to the show. So it's based off a book. When you look at Hollywood, they make movies. It's called creative license, right? The directors, the producers. In other words, they can make stuff up for entertainment value. So we have in this show looking at Magic Johnson, Jerry Buss. Uh, uh, you have different players playing uh, Jamal Wilkes. Norm Nixon's sons playing Norm Nixon. So yeah, and his daughter Jenny Buss is in there. His mother's in the in the performance. But Jerry West seems to be the one who's going to be joked upon. Now, right now, he's looking to get a retraction and apology from HBO saying the way he's being portrayed is not real. But that's what's called creative licensing, folks. You make stuff up. So in it, Jerry West is just acting a fool that he didn't want Magic Johnson 
and that, you know, he threw his award through the window. He was obsessed with losing rather than showing who Jerry West really was, was one of the best GMs for the Lakers. But the reason why they did that was what? Entertainment. So when Jerry West characters come on, you're going to laugh, you're going to snicker. You can't do that to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. His character is, you know, pretty much on point. Magic's character, you know, he's Magic Johnson. So they decide on HBO, we need some creativity. Let's go in on Jerry West. Now, of course, Jerry West now got his lawyers involved. So who knows? Does HBO end up cutting some sort of check, some sort of apology? But nevertheless, outside of Jerry West, it's not a bad show. You got Pat Riley in there, how he became an assistant coach. Jack McKenney, who became a, the head coach. He got in a bike accident. I never knew that. Check that out. So historically, it's very accurate. So it's not bad. But definitely doing a disservice to Jerry West, or maybe no disservice at all. Yeah. I mean, he's Jerry West. Yeah, but still, he wants, you know, I don't think it'll have any type of impact on his career, but he still wants a, a retraction, and he wants an apology. So, you know, that's how Hollywood works. With Feels the, like hidden figures with yeah. the three black women scientists. Uh-huh. And Kevin Costner was made out to be the good white guy. Exactly. Yeah. It was not accurate. No. In the movie, they showed the women had to run across the campus to use the, the black colored bathroom. Not true. The woman said, we used the woman's restroom in the in the NASA. Then the other scene where um, uh, the white guy, Kevin Costner, tears the sign down. Not true. That didn't happen. The director made that up. And the last scene, when they landed the thing on the moon, they let her in. The, the black woman scientist in real life, that didn't happen. She was watching with the sisters. But again, creative license, where the director wants to show a good white person in these films, rather than show how good white people are corrupted by institutional racism. <laughs> so you want to feel like, if that was me, yeah. I would have been Kevin Costner. I would have made the right decision. No, you'd have been like everybody else. You wouldn't have said a damn thing. Hey, do you know there's any black people in here? Be quiet. Don't say a thing. <laughs> so that's creative license, folks. When you watched Winning Time, and it couldn't use Showtime because of the Showtime channel, and see uh, how they portray yeah. Jerry West. Yeah. And you kind of see that, wow, would the show be the same if Jerry West was portrayed as Jerry West? I still think it would be a good show, but again, that's why I'm not in show business. You see what I mean? That's why HBO's been doing this for so many years, right? That they know the formula. You need some levity. You need some comedy. Jabbar's too serious. We have other little, you know, we need to have comedy. We need some figure. And Jerry West seems to be that figure. No reason why they picked him. I don't know why, but that's what's happening. Now, he messed with the wrong person. He got the lawyers involved. Who knows? Will HBO apologize? By guarantee, the show's doing probably real well in the ratings. If they can write, if they have to write a million-dollar check, I think it'll be no problem cutting a check to Jerry West on that. So just something. So again, it's called creative licensing, but it's definitely a good series. You know, definitely watching that year when the Lakers won that championship. Then the rest is history. As the Lakers now are one of the wealthiest franchises in the NBA, so Jerry Buss was not asinine making that purchase and doing what he did for the NBA. Let's talk MVP. We know who the players are. Joel MB, The Joker. And of course, the Greek Freak. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. Those three are the top three candidates. I would say so, yeah. Now, for those of you out here who don't understand analytics and the numbers... 
This is why analytics are important. Jacob DeGrom was an analytics Cy Young Award winner. Why? Because remember back in the day, if you won 20 games as a starter, you were mentioned for Cy Young. Your ERA could be 3.5. But now that there's better metrics to analyze, Felix uh, Hernandez for Seattle won one year where he's 14 14, and 13. Mm -hmm. Let the numbers speak. Whip, right? Strikeout to walk ratio. All of the data helps you analyze these awards. So now in basketball, we look at just straight numbers. You see, Jokic had more rebounds than Embiid, more assists. The first man for 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and I think 1,000 or 500 assists, whatever that career record was, he will win the MVP hands down. But the numbers tell a different story with Embiid. First center to lead the league in scoring since Shaq. And also what you find is he's scoring all these points in less minutes. So I'm guessing Jokic, to do triple-doubles, you're playing a lot of damn minutes. But Embiid, because of his history of being injured, he's not rocking 45 minutes a game. So I'm scoring 30 minutes, 30 points a game in about 32 minutes. That's a point a minute, son. He's out there, I'm getting buckets. I'm blocking shots, even has four assists. So I think the award's going to go to Embiid because of the advanced analytic metrics that can measure. And I think for the Greek freak, almost like LeBron James, 28 and 13 and 6, that's what he does all the time. The same thing happened to LeBron. What happened was 27, 7, and what? 7 actually became like so routine that people weren't impressed anymore. And the same thing's happening to the Greek He freak, does 25, right? 13, and 6 in his yeah, sleep. Exactly. So his <laughs> bar got to be like 35, 16, and 10. <laughs> Something through the roof. Yeah, it's crazy. For him to win another MVP award. So I think Embiid's going to win it, but he should thank the analytics because they got the hardcore data and numbers. So it's not just the best record anymore. Now, again, does that mean a guy in the last place team going to win it? Probably not. But they can use the advanced data metrics to measure who had the MVP season. So, again, I know we hate the nerds. I know you like the old school. You can just look at stuff. Go to the paper, who has the most numbers, who has the most this, who has the most that. But I like the nerddom stuff. I think it makes it more interesting. The PER and all the ESPN advanced analytics that's out there that will give Embiid a slight advantage over Jokic. You see what I mean? So that's what the numbers are for. But let's keep going, NBA. No Lakers in the NFL, in the NBA playoffs. We know what happened, folks. That's an old-ass team. I knew the Russell Westbrook thing wasn't going to work. Why? He can't shoot. He should come off the bench, and then he could do his thing running the second unit. You see what I'm saying? There are no shooters. So, of course, the Lakers mortgage their whole future for number one picks. They're going to be bad for a while. Or average. Can AD stay on the court? LeBron, folks, is getting older, folks. He can't do 82 games. Them days are done, folks. If he does 50 to 60, that's a win for you next year. You got no draft picks. Everybody's back. The Rus- the, the Russell Westbrook contract, $40 million he making next year. Who in the hell, you- if you can trade that, that's some magic. Because that's a heavy-ass contract. 
So you see the Lakers are in a state of what's going to happen. Let's be honest, folks. LeBron's not getting any more championships with the Lakers. Now he's on to chasing Kareem. Let's be honest. Let's keep it 2,000%. I mean, he also wants to play with his son, so he's waiting for his son to get in the league. But he would love to break Kareem's record, especially in a Laker uniform, right? You see what I mean? Yeah. He knows it, and I know it. The Lakers got to start prepping for the future, which means draft picks, being bad for a while, or being average. Because AD is just too unpredictable. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they traded him. Because uh, yeah. the injury, the history of injuries are just so real with this guy. Uh, they want to impede my progress. Deceive my process. From believe till I bleed. Ain't that some nonsense? Con and content with all the comments. Say no contest for you. The conquest. When we get down on the tracks, rappers bailing the hood. Even with the third rail running under the wood. So this is a question I gotta ask. Please try to reply. It's your favorite rapper still alive because a lot of them died. And the human make concern when all the tables are terrible. And you're more than capable of what you're able or unable to The analytics when unravel or hassling. Killing all the critics, all the numbers I'm challenging. The cap fit, then let them flip. Let him flip. Strategies and battle quick. Battle quick. Saddle up if you ride or die with the strategist. Is that just enough to rattle the catalyst? It's the podcast for your punk ass. Every time I look around, life is moving fast. So slow down, son, before you crash. It's nothing less. This is the podcast for your punk ass. And I'm out. show folks don't forget to follow us on instagram and twitter and subscribe to the show on itunes because we're gonna bring you another podcast for your punk ass as soon as it's humanly possible because without you the dark brown shades of my skin there would only be us only add color to my tears That splash against my hollow bones That rocks my soul Looking back over my false dreams That I once knew Wondering why my dreams never came true Is it because I'm black? Uh-huh. Somebody tell me what can I do? Oh Lord, oh, something is holding me back. Uh-huh. Is it because I'm black? Yeah. In this well of no pity, I was raised in the ghettos of the city, yeah, oh Lord, uh, uh. Mama, she worked so hard to earn every penny, yeah, yeah, oh Lord, uh. 
holding me back. Uh-huh. Is it because I'm black? <laughs> 